0: Hey, Anchor family, welcome to our podcast. We wanted to thank you for listening today. We pray this message encourages you, that it inspires you. Pray it builds your faith and brings you hope. Enjoy the message.
1: ...from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of the heart, and they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality, for the practice of every kind of impurity, with greediness, But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. Here are key scriptures that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the... New self, it's a new year, new things, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and the holiness of the truth. Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit would would dwell among us and that he would speak to us now as we open up your word. We're thankful, we're grateful for everything you do, everything you've done. Teach us now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put your hands together one more time before you sit down. So, we're getting ready for a major freeze in our city. And everyone has opinions of what you need to do when you're preparing for a freeze. The things I've heard are the three Ps take care of people, take care of your pets. And then make sure to take care of your pipes. That's what I heard. Thank God I heard that because I didn't know what to do. As I was at the grocery store, I saw people scrambling like if they tore, you know, there was a hurricane coming. And I realized, maybe I should do something about this. Because it might be that things are shut down and we don't get the same access to different things that we're used to accessing. I found myself unprepared. I'll tell you why. Because I love the cold weather. (laughs) I, I love it. I look forward to it every year. I love the cold weather because I love to wear jackets. I love to wear hoodies. I love to wear sweats. And I love to wear crew necks. I love to layer. I love it. So to me, the colder it gets, the more fun it is. No matter how cold it is, and even if there's an ice storm coming, that's usually my, my way of looking at the cold weather. It's a time to be stylish, it's a time to to actually put on layers and look nice. I like it. I love it. Now listen. Also during this time, it's 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 sweatpants season. It's it's uh, hoodie season, and I realized some things that came to my attention this week by my youngest daughter Liana. She came up to me last week and she looked at me and said, "Daddy." Why are you wearing the same thing every day? Now, hold up. I just told you I like style, I like to layer, but only when I'm in public. When I'm at the house, I realized that what I was wearing that day was something I had worn two or three days straight. Didn't mean I didn't take a shower or get clean, but... I I like to buy multiple things of the things I like. So if I like one sweatshirt in one color, I buy two of them so I can wear them over and over again. If I like a pair of sweatpants and I like the color, I buy two or three of them, wear them over and over again. I think that's great preparation because I really like this outfit. My daughter looked at me and said, why are you wearing the same thing over and over again? She said, you need to change your clothes. I wear new dresses every day, but you're wearing the same thing every single day." And then she said, and why do you always wear black? <laughs> I love black, it's slimming, it's nice, it's my favorite color. I realized that day, I actually have been wearing the same thing, over oh, and it's black, all black. It's not hard to miss that I'm wearing the same thing over and o- And you would think that you would notice that I've been in the same outfit over. And some of you, you're looking at me and you're judgmental, and it's OK. I know that if I go to your house, you have your favorite pair of sweatpants. You have your favorite t-shirt. Husbands, you know what I'm talking about. Favorite shirt, favorite, favorite t-shirt, favorite pair of shorts that you had since high school that your wife has been telling you, throw them away, but you still wear them. You still have that favorite outfit that you wear all the time. And if you're not careful when it becomes, like the next four days, like we might be in in the house, you know what I'm saying, for uh, just in the house, nowhere to go. You're probably going to be wearing the same thing, and you know it. Here's, Here's what the funny thing is about all of that. Although that's funny, and we realize that in our lives, sometimes we wear the same clothes over and over again because they're comfortable, it's my favorite sweater my favorite sweatpants, my favorite shoes, my favorite pair of Crocs. Do you know, if you're not careful in this life, you could be wearing the same thing spiritually over and over again when you have access to so much more. And when I look at 2024, there's a key word that I think most of us Hold on to. It's one word. I think most of us, if I were to give you a chance to guess it, I think you would give me a pretty good guess at what this word is. It starts with a C. And what are we all looking for in 2024? Change. All of us. We enter into 2024 looking for change. And just like Liana came up to me and said, Why are you wearing the same thing over and over again? I'm going to sit here, look at you in the eye and say, why are you wearing the same spiritual you over and over again in 2024? And if you want real change, because we're in a series called New Year Same You, most of us come to the conclusion a couple weeks into the new year, it's the same me, same routines, same things. How do we get change? I think this scripture is going to be helpful for you. And I promise you it'll only be 47 minutes. I'm going to go over so I can go under. Paul is writing... The Ephesians. It's my favorite book. We did a whole series on Ephesians. Go on our Spotify and go listen to our our series on chapter one and chapter two. We're jumping to chapter four just for today. I wish I could really sit here and unpack every single word, but I can't because it'll take three months just to go through this one passage here. It's so important. Ephesians, Paul is writing to this church and he wants to help them in their confusion of the gospel and their need and their need to apply the truth of it in their lives. They're confused. And I think most of us when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to what God wants from you, you're kind of confused too. So this is what Paul says in verse 14. Are you ready? We're going to run through it. It's going to be great. Verse 14. As a result. That's what we want, don't we? results. 2024, I want results. As a result, results of what? This is a way that Paul is starting this passage to remind us, I have said some things that if you apply them, the result will be this. And what Paul was saying in chapter 4 is he was saying, if you get yourself into a church and it's being led by godly men and women who are operating in their gifts, and those people are equipping you. That's what it said. And they do the work of equipping you. You will have results. I can stop there, and that's a good word for you as you go into the new year. You want to find results? You got to be in church. And not only do you have to be in church, but the church has to have people who are godly people, who are working in their gifts, and who are doing the job of equipping you. Which is why you can't just come to church on a Saturday or on a Sunday. you got to get equipped. Equipping doesn't come here at church. It comes in a house church. And as we move into this new year, a lot of great things are happening. Be on the lookout for the next week. Maybe we'll have some really strong news, and we'll get to a place where I can really give you more information on what's next for us. I'm excited. It's really, 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 really good to see God moving in the life of this church. We've been faithful. We've trusted him, and God has big things in store for us. And here's what I want you to understand. He doesn't just have big things in store for his church. He has things in store for you. Things in store for you. But you got to get involved in the church. you got to be not just someone who sits down, but who serves, who tells other people to come to church because they need some of this, and you need to be in a house church to be equipped. And this is what he says. He says, if you do that as a result, you got to read chapter 4. What he's saying to you is, There's a chance for you to get results, and it comes in the church of God, allowing yourself to be equipped. Most of us, we don't wanna be equipped. We just wanna come in, do our thing, and then leave. We don't want someone speaking into our lives. We don't want someone to tell us what we need to do, what we need to let go of. We don't want anybody to tell us that we need to change some things, and yet he says there are results that you are not seeing because you're not allowing that to happen. What if the results that you're looking for in your life are your fault? No one else's. He says, as a result, here it is, look what he says. We, don't miss that word, we. What is he saying to the Ephesians? It's about us. All of us. We're in this together. Paul doesn't separate himself from the people Of Ephesus he says we're we're brothers and sisters now you believe in Jesus I believe in Jesus and if we get plugged into a church as a result we are no longer to be children we are no longer to be children what he's saying is growth is expected it's not required for salvation it's expected if you're a believer It just happens. But God doesn't make it a requirement for your salvation. Growth is expected in your spiritual life. Growth is not just expected in your muscles, in your bank account, in your properties. No, growth is expected in your spiritual life. He says, we are no longer to be children. like what he says here. There's a very clear dynamic when it comes to judging yourself and your place. Are you a child or are you mature? And what we're gonna see here is that he is calling us to maturity. And as we enter into 2024, I want you to receive results and I want you to grow and have maturity. He says, We are no longer to be children. Listen, tossed here and there by what? By waves. Now, look, I don't like to swim, but what he's saying is a metaphor. He says we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, meaning somebody's going to come and tell you you can worship rocks. Someone's going to come and tell you. These are some things about Jesus that you didn't know. He's the brother of the devil. There's a lot of doctrine, about a lot of wrong doctrine that people can teach you, and He says, if you're not mature, be careful because doctrine's going to come in. So you might not have thought that it's, it's up to you to seek good doctrine, meaning good teaching from the Bible. Oh, but you need good teaching from the Bible. You don't just need a motivational pep talk on a, on a weekend. You need the Bible. You need sound doctrine. You need to be in a house church so that your house church pastor can unpack sound doctrine for you. Because if not, you'll find yourself living a life like a hamster, running on a wheel but getting nowhere. Because you have not found sound doctrine. You can't be carried around by every wind of sound doctrine, by the trickery of man. He says, watch out for people. If you're not careful, people will get to you. If you're not careful, if you're still a child, why are people still getting to you? Maybe that is a sign of your lack of maturity. He says, be careful of people and by craftiness and deceitful scheming. As a result, he says, of you being in a church with gifted people equipping you, then you will have a result of not these things getting to you in 2024. I want results. You need results. To get results, we need to be in church and understanding these things. But see, then there's a contrast here. Because what he's saying is, this is something that you can avoid or you can accept. This is something that you can work against or you can flow with because if he's saying if you mature you won't have to be taken by the waves if you're not mature you will be taken by the waves if you're not mature any wind will blow you left and right what he's saying here he said i need you to understand this he points he points us to a very clear indication here to be a child to be a child, he says, you are stuck in spiritual intimacy, uh, infancy. You cannot allow yourself to be stuck in spiritual infancy. Because if you are, you are tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by all the craftiness. And I wonder, haven't you found that to be true? He says, Immaturity manifests as instability. He says if you're immature, a child, you will be unstable. Immaturity manifests as instability. And if you feel easily rocked back and forth by trouble, by people, by doctrine, by anything in life, by temptation, it's because you are immature. And your immaturity has led you to instability. Haven't you noticed that in your life? Like in your own life, when there's an area in your life where God is trying to grow you or when life is trying to grow you or challenge you and God is trying to to help you and you refuse to move past what God is trying to teach you to do, it will always result in instability. Notice what he talks about. He says, these are waves and wind. These are external illustrations for the things that impact your life things that happen to you in your life. What he says is not that our spiritual it's not that our spiritual maturity guarantees the elimination of wind and waves. You could be mature and you're still going to have wind and waves. You could be equipped and you're still going to face the wind and waves. What he's saying is not that our spiritual maturity guarantees the elimination of the wind and waves. What he says is that your spiritual growth and maturity, because God is your strength, because God is your source, and because he is your firm foundation, you will have stability in your life in the midst of a storm. So I want to ask you a question. Just something for you to consider as we start 2024. How has immaturity in your life caused instability? I'm gonna say it again. How has immaturity in your life caused the instability that you face? What waves are you blaming For the way you are right now. When the real problem is your lack of maturity. Did you hear me? What wind are you cursing? Because you avoided to deal with your lack of maturity. I feel like the Lord wants us, this church, to grow up. I feel like the Lord wants us to grow into what He's called us for. And He wants us not to continue to be stuck in the rut of what was because of your inability to mature. He says that your instability is because you haven't grown much. So, again, my question for you is really simple How has your immaturity caused instability? Immaturity in your relationships, you're holding on to them, unforgiveness. You don't really want to fight right. You fight dirty. You don't forgive people. How is your immaturity in, in every aspect of your life? You can fill in the blank. Your lack of ability, and again, we're talking spiritual maturity, meaning that God has given you teachings that then you apply to your life. That's what that means. We're mature. We're adults. All of us in here are mature adults. But what he is saying is you are still a child if you're not taking the teachings of God and applying them into your life. Because when you apply them in your life, you won't lack instability. You'll be strong when things come. And you'll get results. 15, but speaking... The truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects. Do you see that? What are we supposed to do? Grow up. Here's how I know who's the most mature child of mine. When they stop giving me excuses. Here's how I know when they've grown up some. When they stop saying, it's other people. It was them. It was this. And you don't say that. And what about them? It's okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I'll make some, I I, I was wrong. God is saying through Paul, he said, but speaking in the truth in love, what he's saying is, hey, with all due respect, and I do mean with all due respect, we are to grow up. I hope this year is a year of growth for you. And I'm not talking about your bank account. This is not about what you will achieve monetarily. This is about your walk with Jesus. This is about how you deal with people. This is about how you handle the struggle. This is about how you love and lead others. I hope you grow. He says, We are to grow up in all aspects. Into him who is the head. Now look, in chapter 2 and chapter 3, Paul was given an illustration of the church and how the church is a body and the head is Jesus. And so what he's saying here is all of us, we grow up into him, meaning he is the head. We follow and we are following his lead and it is up to us to grow into the body. You ever seen a toddler whose head is too big for its body? And they just can't walk. They got no balance. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who's the head. Hey, it's the picture of instability. There are some unstable churches. Now he's talking about churches. You churches who haven't grown up. Because all of us, he says, are a part of a body. We're all different parts of a body. And he says, you know that there are some immature churches who are unstable. And it's because each and every one of its people are not growing up. This church, I will not have that. We will grow up. We will catch up to our God. Because he's called us to that. So this year is not just about helping you get more money, helping you achieve more things, but helping this church be stable. Helping this church be big enough for our head, Jesus Christ. Even Christ, for whom the whole body, listen to this, the whole whole body, that means you. Not just me, not just the singers up here and John and Adrian, but you have to grow. You have a responsibility. And listen, you know what that tells me as a pastor? I have to make sure I don't miss you. I have to make sure that I'm aware of you and that we are there and we have our house church pastors who are aware. You know, this week I I, I was told by a house church pastor that one of our people was in hospice care. And before I got to go visit that family, my house church pastor was there. Watching over and praying for the flock. We have to be aware of each other. We have to love each other, and we have to want each other to grow. He says, from whom the whole body. Don't be upset when we call you. Don't be upset when we say, I haven't seen you. Why haven't you come to small group? Why haven't you gotten into a house church? Where have you been? I know you don't like the time that we do this, but hey, you have to grow. No excuses. No one likes to run at five in the morning. But you do it because you have to. No one likes coming to church at night but we do it because we want to grow. I will see just how much you want to grow depending on how many of you come. It's the truth. He says, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by by what what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part. I got to stop here and I got to make sure. Notice what it says here this will all work great. It will all work great, according to each and every one of us, working properly, individually. Don't be upset if you want to get on this stage and sing, and you can't sing and we say no. That ain't your gift, honey, we're sorry. We love you, it's not gonna happen. I know, heartbreak. So many of you are like, I was gonna ask, and I know. Working together, there's working together, and then there's working together properly. Properly. According to each individual part. Causes the growth of the body. The growth of the body happens when we work this way. I cannot wait for this year. Because I'm going to see this church grow again. We're going to see it because this is what we're pursuing. The proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So I say and affirm together with the Lord. We're going to run through this. He says three things here. So I say and I affirm together with who? The Lord. He's, this is a strengthening statement. He's not just saying, this is what I'm saying to you. He said, this is what I'm saying and I insist of it Not just me, but Jesus agrees with me. You got to be careful when people say, Jesus told me. You ever seen those people? Ladies, if a guy ever comes up to you and says, God told me in a dream we're supposed to be married, you just tell him, God didn't tell me, bye. (laughs) Fellas, don't go up to a girl and tell her, "I, I saw a dream and you were in it. Don't keep it to yourself. says, so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk. Listen, I need you to see it. What he's saying here is you're saved. You belong to God's people. He said in verse 14, we, us, we're together. And yet he says right here that you walk no longer. So what are they doing? They're walking in the wrong way. Right? Because he's saying, walk no longer. So what he's saying is, you're a believer, you're a part of the family, you're in the church, you're saved, but you're walking wrong. That's what he's saying. Do you know that you could be saved and walk like you're not saved? Did you know that? Did you know that Paul says, I can tell the way you're walking is not the way we walk? Now, listen, I, depending on where you're from, there's different ways to walk. You know what I'm saying? There's just some different ways to walk. Depends on if your ethnicity, too. There's some people who just like, you know. and Then there's some like, you know, dudes that he says there's a way that we walk. Do you see what I'm saying? Hold on, listen, you need to see it. There's a way that we walk. And you need to no longer walk the way you're walking. Two things. There is a standard that you will be held to. You are saved, but are you walking like it? One. Two, even if you're walking in the wrong way, you don't lose your position. Did you see that? They're walking the wrong way, and he didn't say, "I don't even know if you're saved anymore." The way you're, because he's about to describe the way that they're walking, and it doesn't sound like Christians. Here's the good news: I know you've messed up. I know you're messing up. You don't lose your sonship and your daughtership in Jesus. That's the good news. That's the good news. As a pastor, as a leader, as people in this church, we're here to call you to walk differently. 2024 may be the year that we walk differently. Yeah. That you no longer, meaning you are currently walking wrong. But, I'm, but notice, don't walk you, like the Gentiles. Do you know that the Ephesian church is made up of nothing but Gentiles? The Ephesian church is meant, what's a Gentile? A Gentile is a non-Jew. Ephesus is full of non-Jews. Ephesians is written to non-Jews. And yet he says, I know that's who you are ethnically, but that's not who you are spiritually. You're missing it. What he's trying to tell us is, what he's trying to tell us is, you, God, Through Jesus has changed our identification. Even though you're a Gentile, God doesn't see you as a Gentile. So stop walking like Gentiles. Because that's not who you are, even though that's who you are. So I'll say it like this. Stop saying, I was born this way. Listen to what he is saying. This is how I was raised. This is the home I was brought up in. You don't understand Hispanic families. You don't understand black families. You don't understand white families. No, he's saying it doesn't matter. Your ethnicity, your upbringing does not matter. You are no longer a Gentile. Stop stop using your past as an excuse to keep you from walking into your future. Do you see it? He says, you can't use that excuse here, I'm a Gentile. You're not a Gentile. You were saved. How many times do you make an excuse? Well, I guess this is just who I am. This is, you know, my family's got diabetes, so I'm just going to keep eating what I eat. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. My family had heart attack issues. I'm going to wind up dying of a heart attack. So I'm just going to keep eating these tacos and these hamburgers. I'm just going to do what I do. You are no longer that. I hope this is Helpful. Says you are no longer a gentile, so don't walk like they walk in the futility of their mind being darkened in their understanding. Notice he's saying their mind, their understanding. He's saying the negative thinking. You can't do that. That's a, that's really what he's saying. They think negatively. Stop thinking negatively. Oh, what a word for me. What a word for me because every time I cough, what is that? Oh, I'm gonna die. I got something. What do they call that, a hypochondriac? Yeah. This is me, two in the morning. Is someone going to rob us tonight? I don't really know. Negative thinking. I don't know that i ever achieve what God has told me I can achieve. Negative thinking. Listen to what he says. In the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding. He said, you have to. You want change? Change the way you think. Change the way you think. Your thoughts are the fuel for your body. If you feel down and depressed, you're going to be like me sometimes and eat and sit on that couch and wear the same clothes three days in a row because you're sad. He says, change your thinking. That these people are excluded from the life God has because of the ignorant that is in them. Notice, he does not say they're excluded from salvation. He said they're excluded from the life. God didn't just save you so that you would have a great eternity. He saved you so that you can experience the life that he wants you to have. And if you don't change your mind, you will be excluded from the life God has for you. He says, they're excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart, and because they have become callous and given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. He said, this is what they do because they're not thinking straight. Because they've made themselves hard to God and the belief in him and who he is, they find themselves in this lifestyle. He says, but you did not learn Christ this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. What he is saying to them is when he says, if indeed you have heard, what he's saying is, I was the one who taught you. He's saying, I'm the one. So this isn't what you've been taught, if indeed you were taught. He's saying, I know I didn't raise you that way. We don't act that way in this house. That's what he's saying. I raise you differently. He says, just as your truth is in Jesus. Let's get the band up here. and Let's close this down. This could be nice and beautiful. Um, it says, just as truth is in Jesus. Don't miss that. A lot of us have convinced ourselves of different truths. But he says, truth is found where? Where? Everybody. Class participation, or if you don't, I promise you'll probably get a flat on the way out. It's just the way things work. Where is truth found? Where have you been looking for truth though? <laughs> Want to find truth in 2024? About about your marriage, about your the way you guys can do it. Want to find truth about what you need to survive for your kids, for your family? Jesus See, I thought I just brought up my coffee just to have coffee or something. No. I didn't want to cough up a storm up here. Last two verses. That in reference to your former manner of life, this is the way you used to live. Even though you're still walking in it. This is a difficult concept, but I need you to see it. In reference to the former manner of life. Didn't he just say they were still walking in it? So why is he saying it's the former? I'll tell you why. He's saying... reason it's the former, even though it's what you do currently, is because when God saved you, he saved you past, present, and future. So even though you're walking wrong, when God looks at you, sees that as a former way that you walked. You don't understand why that's such good news. Because as you worry about whether God loves you because of the mistakes that you make, he says, I know that's what you're doing, but I don't see that as who you are currently. That's what you used to do before me. You're sanctified and saved. You need to lay aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of defeat of deceit he's saying the old self before you met Jesus is being corrupted it's currently receiving corruption most people believe that once you're saved Everything should be changed and it's automatic and the old self shouldn't creep back in because if it creeps back in, then you must not be saved. He say, no, no, no. The old self is being corrupted. Every day you are in a wrestling match with your old self, which is corrupted, and the new self, verse 23, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, change your mind, and put on the, say it with me, new self, which in the likeness of God has been created. There's two selves, the corrupted self and the created self. The corrupted self and the created self, it is up to you in 2024. Which one are you putting on? You have a choice every day what you put on. Every single day, as much as you change your clothes, you have a choice. Liana came up to me two days later after telling me I was wearing the same clothes. And she said to me, hey, come here. Put her hand up. I was like, oh man, where is she taking me? Grab me, and she just takes me. She takes me to my room, goes into my closet, Stands there and she points. I said, what? She said, Aren't those new clothes? And sure enough, I had a sweater, a shirt, pants. That I you ever buy clothes? You leave them there? You never put them, you don't ever put them on? You just thought, I'm gonna wear that one day. I'm gonna wear that one day. One day I'll do that. One day I'll get into that. Wow, this clothes I left it there. She goes, Aren't those new? I said, Yeah. She goes, Oh, then you don't have to wear old clothes anymore because you have new clothes. Because you have new clothes, you don't have to wear the same thing. Here's my encouragement for you you don't have To wear the same thing you don't have to put on the old self because through Jesus you have been provided a new self come on through Jesus you have been provided some new clothes and here's the good news that you and I have we get a choice every single day what we put on, and we need to recognize and understand that God has provided something new, something different, and we can put it on every single day. Aren't you tired of wearing the same you? Aren't you tired of the same results over and over again? Aren't you tired of doing what you've done before and getting the same exact results for them? God has said, I have the new self, and I created it for you, It's not corrupted. It's available. If you would just pick it up every single day, I'm putting on the new self. I'm making a decision today. Old self, I'm putting you down. New self, I'm putting you on. And if we do this throughout the year, as a result, we get results. We get results. And this time next year, I'm going to celebrate more your spiritual growth than the pounds that you lose than the money that you save than the generosity that I've been very generous listen God wants us to grow and that's what I want the most for you. I want you putting on the new self because guess what we're going to be doing here in this church we're going to be telling you, we're going to be pointing it out hey, there's new stuff don't do that. Don't, why, why are you wearing that? No, 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 that's old you. Don't walk that way. New you. Put it on. Come on, because we're not accepting new year, same me. It's new year, new me. Come on. New year, new me, new self. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together today.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today and listening to this message. We trust that God will use this to speak to you and meet you where you are. Thank you so much for supporting this church through listening to us on Spotify. You can continue to stay connected with us to be in the know about what's happening here at The Anchor by following us on Facebook and Instagram at youranchorhtx. If you'd like to begin partnering with us financially, we invite you to visit our site at youranchor.org/give. It's because of you and your generosity that we can reach the lost and deliver the hope of Jesus to people around the world. So we thank you. Anchor family, we love you. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.